and welcome to A Sober Girls Podcast. Thank you so much for checking us out. I'm your host, Sherry, and I've been through my own ups and downs with sobriety. And if you're listening to this, then you have taken the first step to making a change in your life and finding a community to help you through your sobriety. Now, let's go through this journey together. What's up, fam? Happy Wednesday. I hope that you're all doing really well. Had an amazing weekend. I know for me, um, it was very busy. My son had his dance recital and it was amazing. I truly have loved seeing him grow and become his own person. It was it was absolutely fantastic. It was also a nice opportunity to spend some time with some family and really just kind of enjoy the weekend. It's been a while since I've been able to actually say and do that. So it was actually really nice. I was pretty sick last week. And so for me to have felt better by the end of the week and be able to participate in my son's recital was really, really important to me. Um, I am going to be talking about something a little bit different this week because I've really started to focus on the aspects of social media and recovery. I know a couple of weeks ago I had talked about how we have really come together as a community online and offline um, during the pandemic, how that has transpired and moved into today, into this time and today specifically as well. But one thing that has really come up in all of this and AA has come back and kind of approached it um, from a digital media standpoint which is kind of nice because it gives us something to reference back and I guess not really have all the answers but give their opinion is on anonymity. Tradition 12 states that anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions ever remembering to place principles before personalities. There are so many facets to anonymity. And you have to remember when this program was started and when the founders started helping men out and about in town, they were prominent businessmen, right? They were men who were bankers and lawyers and doctors. And so... When this book was published, the big book was published in 1939, there was a stigma. There's always going to be a stigma with things that involve mental health or addiction or alcoholism. So many things have stigmas. But the stigma was so great back then that no one talked about AA. No one talked about alcoholism. There was, you know, the occasional you'd have to have a talk with someone about your heavy drinking and if the drinking got bad enough then they would send you to a psych hospital basically which is where our founder and co-founder found the third man if you remember or if you have read the big book so and the difference between meetings then and now were they used to also wear suits They used to meet late at night. They wouldn't share anything except for their first name, which is where we get the, hi, I'm Sherry, I'm an alcoholic. 
portion of our meetings now. There's a chapter in the big book that, actually there's a few chapters in the big book that address certain people after the alcoholic comes forward and admits that they have a problem. There's the family afterwards, there's the wives, and then there's also the employers. And it states in the big book, actually on page 148, that it boils down to this. No man should be fired just because he's an alcoholic. And when we are starting out on our journey, when we are starting out with this newfound fear or frustration or concern with having to admit that there is something wrong with us. The last thing that we want is to be told that because of this condition, we are no longer a good husband, wife, sister, brother, mother, employee, partner, parent. So when it comes to being willing to admit that we have a problem and that we do want help for it, it's nice to know that there's a support system out there. It's nice to know that we have people in our lives who want to help us. But anonymity in and of itself is to protect us, okay? At the personal level, it allows us to feel safe and I really do not like the whole term safe space but essentially that's what AA is okay it's a safe space it's a place where we can all admit that we are struggling with the same thing and that's all that needs to be talked about we don't need to talk about anything else we don't need to talk about politics religion anything of that nature all we need to talk about is our struggle with alcoholism and what alcoholism has done to us or for us or with us, however you choose to approach that. When we are talking about inside the rooms, we really want to make sure that people understand that they are not alone. We don't want people feeling ashamed. We don't want people feeling that they have done something wrong this is a way that going to a meeting, a closed meeting, allows you an opportunity to shut the door and be seen for a moment in time with only those people that are going through something you are going through. There are a couple of different types of meetings now. There's big book meetings, there's open meetings, there's closed meetings, there's candlelight meetings, there's spiritual meetings. And a lot of those, if you don't look carefully, you will notice that they are open meetings. An open meeting means that anybody can come to the meeting and listen and watch. They have um, some of these meetings because there are people who want to invite friends or family when they go. They don't mind their anonymity. I didn't mind my anonymity um, at that point. I didn't really feel the need to hide or protect who I was at that point because I was so desperate to understand what was going on with me that I was willing to walk into a room of strangers and say, I think I'm an alcoholic, I need help. And I was willing to take help from anybody at that point, which can be a good thing and a bad thing. 
Um, but there are people who don't want to let people know what's going on in their lives. Okay. So we need to make sure that when we are talking about our program and our lives and our experience, that we are not talking about Jim Bob from the meeting on Saturday and what he said. That is his anonymity. Anonymity is not for us as individuals to break. Anonymity is not for us as people in AA to determine who and what should be outed and when. That is not fair. And so when we talk about our program, when we talk about ourselves, it's very important that we remember that there are other people in the meetings, whether it's an open meeting or not, there are people in the open meetings that don't want their name or their stories brought up. Breaking your anonymity should be something that you choose to do. I choose to do it because I believe that my mess can be a message for people. And I do know that there are people that I want to help if they need it. I want to be there for them if they need it. And so for me, I have absolutely no problems talking about AA, my anonymity, my program, my mistakes, my past. I wear my story on my sleeve because I really want to help the next person not be ashamed of asking for help. Now, that being said, there is a caveat to that. Because when we are talking about anonymity at the level of press, radio, TV, and films, and now we have other media technologies, it is really, really important for us to not exploit our AA affiliation to achieve recognition, power, or personal gain. Okay, so there is a small, small amount of anonymity when you are posting on social media or a blog or what have you. Okay, and this goes back to talking about outing someone. But where it lies for me is not necessarily outing someone because I am beyond more than cautious when I talk on this podcast, when I am involved in my social media. I have seen and can understand how when we break our anonymity at the public level, how we can use that to achieve recognition, power, or personal gain. There has to be, along with our anonymity, and in every single aspect of our recovery, there needs to be humility. If we do not have humility, if we do not have gratitude, if we do not have the capability to be thankful and grateful and humble, then we are going to use AA to our advantage for promotion, personal gain, for power. And that is not something that we want to do. That is not something that we want to portray that AA is. 
AA is not the only opportunity to get sober. AA is not the only program that is out there. AA for me is absolutely the one thing that saved my life and I will 110% back it. But I am not here to pedestalize myself. I am not here to use this podcast for gain. I am not using social media for gain. I am out here because I believe after being sober in a pandemic situation where we did not have the opportunity to meet in person and had to do things over Zoom, that there is a component to anonymity and public that we need to be willing to be comfortable with because we are going to be able to reach so many more people on a digital level than we ever would if we were still meeting in person. And I know that might sound crazy, right? Because AA has been around this long. It has worked this long and it is truly a word of mouth program. But there are so many advances these days. There are so many things in our digital media world that allow us the opportunity to share our message with people. I do run my two social media accounts. I have Sober in Richmond, Virginia, which is just for this area to get to know other people who would like to meet up. And that's how I met my girlfriends. And we all have an amazing support group now. And then I obviously have my Sober Girls podcast. And I do use hashtags because when I decided to start doing social media and the podcast, the one thing that I looked for was the AA hashtag. And so I was able to find other people through that hashtag. Now, I have seen once or twice, and this is just once or twice in the past year, where people have actually gotten upset that someone has used a hashtag AA because they believe that it is breaking the rules of anonymity. And it truly is... <laughs> and I want to say this carefully because if you are not sharing someone else's anonymity, if you are not breaking the rules, if you are simply stating using the hashtag or your story to help others, you're not breaking any anonymity rules. And I know there might be some people that disagree with me and that's okay. I'm not saying that I speak for AA. I do not. Again, that is not something that AA even does. AA doesn't have a position. Remember, if you um, read the rest of the tradition, they, traditions, sorry, they don't have a position on politics um, or religion. So when we are talking about anonymity and AA, we are trying to reduce the stigma for alcoholism. When we are sharing our message, when we are putting ourselves out there and have absolutely genuine, kind, positive outlooks to help people, we are absolutely not 
breaking the rules of anonymity or the tradition. It states in one of the actual AA pamphlets, which I really suggest you guys, if you haven't had a chance yet, go on to AA.org and really read some of their publications. They have got some absolutely amazing publications that really do a great job explaining the group conscience. And these are put together not just by one person, but a group of people, which I absolutely find phenomenal. Because even when things seem like there is no answer, the group conscience can help you find that answer. Anyway, the pamphlet, when it talks about anonymity on a public level, it says... After a few first years of success, the fellowship attracted much favorable attention in the press. Okay, so they were talking about how they wanted to get the word out. Well, what happened was, is in those days, they still feared consequences of public disclosure. Now we live in an age, day and age, where we have athletes, actors, presidents, CEOs coming forward to talk about their addiction and their problems with addiction. So as it became more public, the stigma started to decrease. One of the first ones to do this was a famous baseball player whose comeback was so spectacular that the newspapers lavished attention on his successful struggle against alcohol. Believing that he could help AA by revealing his membership, he discussed it he discussed it openly. Even the founders of AA approved his actions simply because they had not experienced the costs of such publicity. So these are going to be the sticking points that we go back to. Your anonymity telling your story, telling your message, making people feel less alone and making people feel validated is exactly what we are supposed to do. We are supposed to carry the message to the alcoholic who still suffers. However, that being said, you need to make sure that if you are going to tell your story, if you are going to talk about your meetings or what you do or where you go or how you get sober, I would suggest, first of all, not saying where your meetings are unless someone approaches you and says, hey, I heard your story. Where can I go to a meeting or where can I find meetings? And there's apps, it's online, there's little books. Um, There are tons and tons of places where you can find meeting information. Okay, but it comes back down to personal gain. And that's why the founding members of AA and headquarters in New York kind of stopped everything from happening and said, you know what, at the level of press, radio and TV and films, we are not going to break our anonymity. We are not going to put it out there. Because we don't want people to be using us for personal gain. We are self-supporting through our own contributions. So if we were to accept an endorsement 
or money or a donation to bolster our AA message or our AA career, so to speak, um, then we definitely would be going against the tradition. And we would be using AA for personal gain, which is something that we never want to do. And it is hard. It, it, it is because there have been plenty of times where I've thought to myself how much I would love to go out and talk about AA and what it does for me. But that's why I have this podcast because I'm able to sit here and talk to you. I'm able to address those things for you, answer your questions, tell you what the program is like without outing anybody. I don't receive money for this podcast. I don't receive glory for this podcast. I don't receive pats on the back for this podcast. I don't really care if I have 10 followers or a thousand followers. My entire intent behind this podcast is breaking my anonymity for you to know that you are not alone. For you to understand that you don't have a unique situation. You might feel like you do, but until you hear my story and my friends' stories, there is nothing that you are going to say that is going to shock us. And you're not going to know that until you hear our stories. And so for me in this digital day and age, it's very important that you don't feel alone, that you don't feel like you have got something that society says is wrong or bad or it is a bad stigma. Is there a stigma with addicts and alcoholics? Absolutely. We're liars, we're crooks, we're thieves, we are cheaters, we are horrible parents, deadbeat parents. I mean, you name it. There is a stigma that goes along with alcoholism. So I can understand why some people wouldn't want to talk about it, especially if they don't have a good support system. So the best thing that we can do for people who don't have the opportunity to use their mess as their message is create a support system for them within our walls and within our meeting. We never want to make someone feel like they're doing, quote unquote, the program wrong because there is ways that you cannot do the work and there are ways that you can not fulfill your I don't want to say duties, but you know, you won't feel fulfilled if you don't do all the steps or the service work or make coffee or reach out your hand. Those are ways of which we fail in our program is when we don't do those things. But that being said, you're not going to do it wrong. Okay, so being able to take someone in and say, hey, listen, this is what I've done. This is what works for me. This is what helps me. That is how the program is supposed to work. If you are going to the town mall 
and accepting money for doing speeches about AA, then you're doing it wrong. You are doing it wrong because that is not the intent of AA. The intent of AA is a spiritual program which allows people to feel safe and secure in their predicament that they are in. I think the hard part for some people is so much of our alcoholism is public, Um, especially now. Luckily for me, when I was drinking my heaviest and my most, there was no social media. There was no drunken pictures. There were no TikToks and videos. And there was really no way to prove, except for word of mouth, that I was an alcoholic. Um, There was no pictures. There were no evidence um, on social media. So imagine that your alcoholism or addiction is out there for everybody to see right? We don't want that part of our lives shown. So for some people, not wanting to show their recovery is equally as important. For me, showing my recovery is important because I never had the opportunity, and I don't want to say opportunity, but I never had the experience of my entire life being ridden out on social media, um, showing all my character defects to the world so you know we we want to feel good we want to feel like we are giving back but we also understand that AA or NA really um are those safe places for us AA and NA are those places we can go at the end of the day, inside a room, and tell our stories, our hurts, our habits, our hang-ups, and we won't be judged. I literally, you guys, I cannot think of a time when I have ever actually gone into a meeting and left feeling worse than I did when I came in. Because there is always someone who has a story that is going to be worse than mine. I I promise you, as bad as you think your story is, there's someone with an equal story or a worse story. So if you are worried about going to a meeting and feeling like no one's going to understand you that it could that couldn't be further from the truth there are police officers firefighters there are pastors there are counselors there are so many people in positions of power and prestige um ceos presidents um <laughs> cia fbi i mean you name it this is not a disease or a condition where It is selective in who it comes after or who it attacks. So, you know, there are people in high power positions that struggle with the same things that we do. So if you feel like a gentleman in a three-piece suit from a financial company or a law firm wouldn't understand you, let me tell you that I sit in a room with some of those people. I sit in a room with doctors and lawyers. I sit in rooms with people who understand 
that just because we come from different socioeconomical backgrounds or we come from different um, faiths or we come from different upbringings, we are still the same people. We are still one in the same because we share this character defect or character trait or illness, disease, however you choose to characterize it while you identify into AA, that is something that you have in common with everybody in those rooms. And so when you are first starting out, you are probably going to want to shout your recovery from the rooftops because we spent so long being judged and a mess and for a lot of people bad pictures everywhere or you know bad parenting bad marriages bad jobs so when you actually hold a job for more than six months it's something to be proud of right when you make your marriage work that's something to be proud of when you show up to your kids baseball game that's something to be proud of So, of course, you are going to want to shout it from the rooftops. And by all means, do share on social media, start a blog, do a podcast. This is nothing special. I'm sitting in my house in my office with a microphone and a computer. Get out there. Tell your story. But remember that when you tell your story, you are either turning people to or away from you and your program. So being humble, being quiet, being kind and loving and understanding are going to be some of the personality traits that you really are going to have to work on and allow the program to help you with. I really found that a part of my ambition could possibly have overridden, you know, the initial desire for helping people but that was more of a fleeting moment because I understood that in order for me to help people that I was going to have to remain humble and I would have to stay within the confines of AA now if I ever go out and talk about my sobriety that's fine I can talk about my sobriety all day long I can get on a speaker circuit and make ten thousand dollars I can write a book. I can do whatever I, you know, whatever I want, but I can't do it in the name of AA. I cannot do it on behalf of, for them, anything regarding them because that is not what the program is about. The program is not about personal gain. It is not about personal gain for the founders. It was not about personal gain for headquarters or for your district office it is about helping out the other people in need having had a spiritual experience as a part of doing these steps in this program we are able to carry the message to the alcoholic or addict who still suffers so you have to remember that and when you do that you have to remember that not everybody is going to be wanting or willing to talk about their alcoholism There are a lot of people that are still very quiet about it, and that's okay. That doesn't make them different or bad or anything like that. They usually just share with their sponsees or their sponsors, and that's just fine. But remember that when it comes to anonymity, the most important thing is that we don't 
take it away from somebody else. We don't out other people. If you see a friend out in the store, or if you see a friend at the job, or you see a friend at church, you can wave high and you two can discuss how you choose to approach your friendship or relationship out in public. If you see someone you think you might know and they're with people or they recognize you and you're with people. One of the most common things to do is someone will actually ask, are you a friend of Bill and Bob? And then that is a key for, hey, I'm in the rooms. Are you in the rooms? So there are ways to still stay anonymous, even when you're in public saying hi to each other. So Is it kind of like a little secret society? Sure, absolutely. But is it so secret that people don't know about it? No, not at all. The point is, is that we are here to help others. We are here to help each other. And you cannot keep it. You have to give it away. That is the only way that you are going to improve yourself the only way you are going to get better, reaching out your hand, giving away your knowledge and your understanding and your compassion and your story to make people feel less alone. So go ahead and do all the things that you want to do to talk about your sobriety and how amazing it is or hang on to it. Just remember that no one is allowed to tell you how you are supposed to feel about your program. No one is supposed to tell you how you should run your program. Talk to your sponsor. Your sponsor is a great opportunity to talk and decide how you choose to handle your anonymity or coming forward or, you know, wanting to do something more with it. Because the more people get involved in a conversation, the more opinions you're going to have. And if you need concrete answers, again, aa.org, 12 Steps and 12 Traditions is um, a book by Alcoholics Anonymous Worldwide Services and then the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. All the answers truly are in there and the answers are in the rooms. And so take care of yourself. Take care of the people in the rooms. Do the things that are right. Do the next right thing. And make sure that you stay humble enough to remember that when you realize how well this program works for you, that you want to help others and give it away to others so that they don't feel burdened and they feel less alone. Because in the end, that's all we have is each other. So take care of yourself. Please make sure that you reach out your hand and ask someone how they're doing and be genuine about it, okay? Because the best thing that I think for me when I am feeling depressed or sad or lonely is I reach out to someone and I ask them how they're doing. And if someone else reaches out and asks me how I'm doing and genuinely cares, that makes me feel valued. So the best thing that we can do is genuinely care for each other. And I hope that you have an amazing rest of your week and you have an opportunity to ask someone how they're doing and how they are feeling. And until next time, fam, be well.
Thank you for joining us on a Sober Girls podcast, where we get together to talk about each other's experience, strength, and hope. I hope that today's episode was something that you needed to hear today, something that you can carry with you. I really look forward to our time together. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at a Sober Girls Pod. Also, you can check us out on Twitter at a Sober Girls Pod and our website at a Sober Girls Podcast. Podbean.com. Till next time, be well, fam.